the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery. If nothing in life is worth dying for, when did this begin? Just in the face of this enemy? Or should Moses have told the children of Israel to live in slavery under the pharaohs? Should Christ have refused the cross? Should the patriots at Concord Bridge have thrown down their guns and refused to fire the shot heard round the world? The martyrs of history were not fools. And our honored dead, who gave their lives to stop the advance of the Nazis, didn't die in vain. Where then is the road to peace? Well, it's a simple answer after all. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. This is Always Right with Bob France on AM 1420, The Answer. Our number three is underway. Holy goodness. Yeah, this has been a long time coming. So glad to be with you for another hour. If you're just turning on the radio and you had not heard the news and you were expecting to hear Mike, Mike uh, Gallagher, you're going to hear all three of his hours, uh, uh, coming uh, uh, overnight hours actually, during the overnight hours. We are live now here in Cleveland with uh, our third hour of this broadcast. Technically, it's about three-quarters of an hour. We still bring you Bill O'Reilly, and uh, we're going to get the O'Reilly commentary coming up at about 11.45, but um, this is our third hour, and so excited to uh, to be here with you. Mr. Scream is excited about that, too, I think. <laughs> Mrs. Scream, you doing all right? I love my friends in hour number three, even... Random talking Trump doll. Say Donald Trump rants and raves at the press. I'm not ranting and raving. I'm just telling you. You know, you're dishonest people. <laughs> just having so much fun uh, with all of the new toys that we have for you. And hour number three. Thank you so much for being with us. Phone lines remain open at two one six nine zero one zero nine four five and triple eight two eight one eleven ten. And yes, the website is open as well for your voice messages. Alwayswrite.us. Alwayswrite.us. Go to the web page, click the red button at the right, on the right, that says Sound Off. Put in your name, put in your email address, click Record, say what you've got to say, push Send, and it comes to me, and we do this. Hi, Bob. What an embarrassing administration. I don't understand what the people of this country were thinking. Well, we know what really happened. Boy, do I sure miss the mean tweets right about now. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, yeah, I kind of concur. That was Maureen in Lindhurst leaving us the message on the sound off button on w, on uh, alwayswrite.us, alwayswrite.us. We'll go right back to the phones now that we have extra time. Let's make uh, good use of it. Brian is in Cleveland. He wants to talk with us about oil, I am told. Hey, Brian, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Bob. Solid congratulations on the third hour. Thank you. Appreciate but, hey, that. With the, uh, with the oil, you know, we're, the oil sanctions on Russia, 
you know that our part of that doesn't actually take place for another 45 to 60 days, meaning that we're going to pump them another 3 to $5 billion? Yes, and nobody talks about that. Everybody just thinks that. And, and you know, the, let me place. Don't hang up. I was going to play this anyway just as a part of conversation before I brought on a caller, but since you're on, uh, I'll play this while you're here. I want you to listen. This is um, Mehdi or Mehdi, I don't know how to say his first name, Hassan. He's on MSNBC. And he is blaming, not, or actually defending, rather, Joe Biden um, uh, on the uh, oil and gas price increase and blaming on Vladimir Putin, but then essentially blaming it on Republicans for the messaging. Listen to this real quick, and then I want to get your response. On the one hand, they keep going on and on about inflation and gas prices. On the other hand, they were pushing hard for Joe Biden to ban Russian oil, which he did. So what are they doing now? You guessed it. They are blaming Biden for rising gas prices. Meanwhile, guess who gets off scot-free? Not just Putin, but the big oil and gas companies. So so I just want you to respond to that, Brian, because what you just said, the the press in carrying the, the Democrats' water, as they always do, are trying to get us to believe that this massive spike we saw is because Biden went ahead and sanctioned and banned the importation of Russian gas, Russian oil, rather. But the reality is that hasn't even happened yet. So the spike happened not because Putin has been banned from sending oil here, which, as you point out, doesn't take for two right. doesn't take place for two months. Um, this is a continuation of the rise that we have seen since January of last year. I would have to just call it like listening to Kamala Harris talk. It's what happens when you kick over a bag of Scrabble tiles. That's all that comes <laughs> out. You can't. You can't understand it. It, it, it. Can I make one more point too? Yeah. About the uh, about the UAE and the Saudis not, you know, answering Biden's phone calls. I was reading an op-ed over the weekend that attributed that to the relationship that the United States is is forming with Iran because we're trying to get back to JCPOA and the Iranians and UAE and the Iranians and the Saudis. They don't get along, so they're not going to entertain anything from the Biden administration. As long as they're excuse me, as long as they're still trying to crawl in bed with the Ayatollah, there is a lot of truth to that. You're exactly right, and that's exactly what we're doing. And the strange part about it is, and I'm sure they recognize this, and I'm sure you do because you brought this up, is that you know who's doing the negotiating on behalf of the Iranians? John Kerry. No, on behalf of the Iranians. John Kerry's doing oh, it on sorry. behalf of us. The Russians. The Russians. I thought he was Iranian, too, but never was. <laughs> well done. Well done. Thank you, my friend, for the call. Uh, but, yeah, the Russians are doing the negotiating because they have a vested interest in a nuclear-armed Iran. Look, the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, and to an extent, uh, North Koreans, or at least their, their, their power-hungry leaders, are all on the same side. They are America's number one foes when it comes to geopolitics, when it comes to uh, 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 international economies, and yes, military as well. They are number one foes, and they are working with one another, because if they take America apart, and the, the strange part about that is, one would think that knowing the severity and the lengths to which those foreign enemies will go to harm the United States, that it would kind of, it would kind of force us into a circle the wagons type of position. That strategically, Republicans and Democrats and all of the, you know, different various ideologies in the United States would be put aside for a while, like we usually do when we are threatened or attacked by foreign powers. We put it all aside and we're all Americans right now and we're going to unify. 
But that isn't happening. And that cannot happen. Because the the Democrats are literally working for the same goal. What do you mean, Bob? Have you not been paying attention? They want to deconstruct this constitutional republic and replace it with a Marxist socialist nation. It's the fundamental transformation they've been promising. Do you think they're kidding? And do you think they abandoned that idea? What better way to tear this nation down than to allow its enemies to gain stronger and stronger traction against it? And then they'll pick up the pieces by putting in place the the Marxist quote-unquote utopia power structure that they have been desiring for so long. Or the globalist power structure, quite frankly, in which the United States would no longer be the world leader. They would just be a piece of the machinery run by the globalist agenda drivers. I don't like using the words New World Order. It sounds too conspiratorial, but you understand the point. This is why they're not upset. The Democrats aren't upset about the high gas prices and about oil and about energy. Why? There's a great article I read over the weekend. In between working uh, at the Bringing America Back to Life, I read this article in Life said by David Camiona. We're going to try to have him on tomorrow. Why won't Biden increase U.S. energy production? And the answer to that question is, is because of the green, somebody called them gangrene when I was hosting the Prager show, I like that, because gangrene will not allow him to do so. Because maximizing American energy and being self-supportive, in other words, being completely independent, energy independent the way we were under Donald Trump, means that we we retain our strength. They want to cripple us so that we will have no choice but to bend to the global will. And that global will is going to be all about green energy. It's going to be all about, you know, mining for nickel and for cobalt and for manganese in, in Asia and in Africa and everywhere else uh, to make those electric cars, to build those electric cars. We're never going to be allowed to use the energy that we have here. We have 300 years worth of oil that is already known about beneath our, the uh, Earth's surface and that of the oceans, and more is seeping up from the ocean floors every day. That's renewable energy right there. And they will never allow us to use it. More than a third of Vladimir Putin's budget comes from the sale of Russian oil and natural gas, David wrote. Congress must target that and more to hold Putin accountable long-term for the unacceptable aggression against the Ukrainian people. In addition to banning Russian energy imports, we must revoke favorable trade relations with Russia and Belarus and provide the president authority to raise tariffs on the other nearly half of imports that Russia sells to the United States. But but, uh, Biden will never do that. Trump was not afraid to raise uh, tariffs or to establish tariffs on Chinese goods and on Russian goods. Biden won't do it. Biden is beholden, essentially, to the World Trade Organization. He's not going to participate in this. He's not going to maximize energy production. He's going to put us in a position of economic and military weakness, which he has already done. And that is going to embolden America's enemies even more. Remember what the goal was from the start. The goal when Barack Obama ran was to fundamentally transform this country. And as you know, fundamental transformation equals drastic change. You don't drastically change something that you love. You don't drastically change something that you believe in. This country is a constitutional republic. 
It is literally, literally built on the concept of God-given liberty. And if you want to fundamentally change that, that means you don't believe in God-given liberty. You believe in man-made restraint. And that's exactly what they are trying to implement. Quick time out right back as hour number three continues on AM 1420 The Answer. Always right with Bob France on AM 1420. The answer. All right, 1122, we continue. Always right on AM 1420, The Answer. As part of the proof that I'm talking about with the push to destroy fossil fuel in the the United States, uh, continue to be reliant upon foreign uh, energy until we can become, quote, unquote, green energy independent, uh, which is a complete myth, a complete and total fabrication. It is not possible through wind and through solar to power the United States and all with all of its petro needs. It's simply impossible. But as uh, they they continue to do this to us, this is this is their mission. This is their mission, telling you get away from your gasoline powered engines, uh, and and get into the electric engines. First in your cars, then we're going to put them in your tractors, then we're going to put them in the... Are they going to put them uh, on uh, planes? Can planes fly without jet fuel? I wonder. I'm curious. Are big rigs, 18-wheelers with, with you know three-ton payloads going to be able to be powered by an electric car battery and not diesel fuel? Are they really going to tell us that? But step one is to get you out of your car and in one of, one of their little EVs. Listen. The future of transportation is electric. Gas prices have hit a new record high in America and expected to keep rising. We need to make sure that it becomes relatively more attractive to have an electric vehicle instead of a gas so You vehicle. want gas prices to go up and oil prices to you go up. You need it to reflect the true cost of carbon. Number one. No more subsidies for fossil fuel industry. No more drilling on federal lands. No more drilling, including offshore. No ability for the oil industry to continue to drill, period. Ends. Record high gas prices. The national average now at $4.29 a gallon, a 60-cent hike in just one week. The president is really focused on making sure that people are not hurt at the pump. Several around L.A. that are more than 6 bucks a gallon. If you drive an electric car, this would not be affecting you, clearly. There's no sound or fuel. How many barrels of oil does the U.S. consume per day? I don't have that number in front of me. So how do I know it's actually working? What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that is hilarious. Perhaps if you let the market work in this respect, people will feel pain. They'll take a second look at that Ford F-450 gigantoid truck. They'll reconsider a Tesla. I'm willing to pay $4 a gallon. Hell, I'll pay $15 a gallon because I drive a Tesla. I have a Chevy Bolt. That is my car. I lease a Bolt. And I lease solar panels, so I drive on sunshine, girl. Record-breaking prices at the pump nationwide. One of my favorite topics, electric school buses. Electric school buses. 
That have big batteries underneath it. Yes, we are very excited about electric school buses. Yeah, some prices are as high as seven a gallon. You usually can smell it and, and you can hear it. You can hear the guzzling sound. People from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. So there you have it. <clears throat> a montage of leftist gangrene members trying to destroy you, your budget, your way of life, completely absent the infrastructure needed to make that possible. The electric grid would have to be so extraordinarily upgraded to make that even remotely possible to remove Americans from gasoline-powered cars and trucks and engines and so forth. And that's not even close to being ready. Not to mention the obvious issues with price. Yeah, you want to save the pain at the pump? Buy an average $53,000 electric car. That's the average cost of an electric car. Fifty-three grand. Yeah, well, we'll make sure you don't have to pay that extra price at the pump. You don't have to spend hundreds of dollars at the pump anymore. Instead, spend your hundreds of dollars on your car payment. Buy an electric car. As a matter of fact, you know what? Do you know that you can spread the payments out on that? You can finance for 72 months, not just five years and 60 months, like we, the way most people used to do with their car notes, but you can do 72. In fact, I've seen them for 84 months. You can spread out your payments for seven years, and pretty soon that car will be paid off. And then you know what will happen? Then that battery, which only has a six-ish year shelf life, will have to be replaced at the cost of between eight and twelve thousand more dollars. But that's okay. We'll give you a loan on that too, and you can keep paying for the car battery to replace the one that is no longer viable. Do you see the game here? They're going to wreck your budget and this economy come hell or high water even with their completely mythical belief in renewable energy powering this country. Jerry is in Brexville. Jerry, thanks for waiting. Sorry about the uh, delay there. You're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, Bob, I listen to Cutlow all the time, and I think he's great. Brilliant man. But he keeps he keeps saying things are going to get better. The cavalry's coming. Now, that reminds me of Custer's last stand. <laughs> the cavalry was coming then, but it was too late. And I think by time November elections come around, which everybody's talking about, I think it's going to be too late. We have to wake up the people today of what Biden is doing to us with our gas prices, with our inflation, with our food prices. And one other thing, they don't realize that these generators, that uh, if your electricity goes out of your house, they are run on gasoline to get your electricity back on. <laughs> That's right. There are gas generators. You're exactly right. Jerry, great so, phone yeah. call. I appreciate it. Listen, just just real quick response to what you said about <clears throat> it being too late. 
We're going to win, I think, in a, in a major way in November and take back the houses of uh, both chambers, rather, the House and the Senate in Congress, but not with veto-proof majorities, which means that Biden is still going to hold the upper hand. Anything that we pass to try to reduce the cost of gas, to try to uh, uh, mandate the open, reopening of the of pipelines and so on and so forth, Biden will still have the ability to veto. I told a crowd uh, that I spoke with on Thursday night at the Avon Avon Lake Republican Club meeting, I told them that what we do to defeat Democrats and put more uh, Republicans in power isn't going to be enough. We're going to have to, and I know it sounds painful, but we're going to have to, more than ever before, when gasoline hits 6 and then $7 a gallon over the course of the next few months, we're going to have to reach across the aisle. And we're going to have to pull three or four or five, maybe, senators, Democrat senators, uh, onto the side of, of the Republicans to pass major legislation, and obviously a handful of, 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 uh, of uh, House members, too, to try to pass legislation that is going to help all of them. What I mean by that is Republicans, Republicans are going to have to be able to go to the Democrats and say, you know as well as I do, that six bucks a gallon, seven bucks a gallon is unsustainable. Your boss is going to veto anything that we pass. If you want any hope of a political future, you have to do the same thing we do. Come together and cast a vote to get the the, the pipelines going again, to get the fracking going again, to restart the drilling, and let's undo the damage that was done here. It'll help you, and it'll, it'll help us. We won't even talk about how it will help the constituents, because many politicians don't care. They care about their own political survival. And Republicans are going to have to reach out to Democrats and say, your political survival depends on it just as much as mine. None of us can continue at six or seven or eight bucks a gallon. It just cannot happen. This country's economy is going to be destroyed. And those Democrats are going to have to come on board with the Republicans and say, okay, here's the veto-proof majority. Let's get things done. So that's that's the cavalry that I think people are talking about. And that's what we're hoping for in uh, in November. Thank you for that great call. More great calls coming up as hour number three continues. AM 1420, The Answer. Always right, never left. Always right, not wrong. We do things the right way around here on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for being with us in hour number three. And again, hour number three isn't quite the full hour because we will turn it over at about uh, 45 to uh, Bill O'Reilly for Bill O'Reilly's commentary. Uh, something that we're very happy to have as well. But let's get a few more phone calls in while we can. We're going to go to, I better, better double-check this thing here. Cheryl is next, calling from Lakewood. Cheryl, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Hi, Bob. Um, yeah, if the women on the view think that it's only the right that are uh, that are criticizing Kamala Harris, then they certainly don't read the newspapers or listen to foreign reports, because Zelensky's former press secretary, Leah Mendel, tweeted that it would be a tragedy if Kamala Harris were president of the United States. Of course, they forced her to delete that tweet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up. 
because when I was playing Sonny Hostin's uh, bizarre commentary in defense of her, saying everything is racist, she included this at the very end. Let me see if I can uh, cue this up real fast, and then because uh, it, it plays right off of what you just said. Um, abroad, she she gets wonderful marks across the board. Uh, there it is. I cued it up perfectly. Uh, right, one more time. But this is just something that well, I on, think happens on, to on, hold women. On, hold on, hold on. Let's let's get her to that point again. Prepared. She is seasoned. Um, Abroad, she she gets wonderful marks across the board, but this is just something that I think happens to women, and especially black women. So, Cheryl, there it is. She said that abroad, she gets high marks across the board. It's only here in racist America does this black woman get criticized. And what you just said flies right in the face of that, doesn't it? A complete lie. I spent the weekend listening to foreign reports. There was a panel in Australia that were just laughing at this woman, raking her over the coals, calling her every, you know, idiotic name under the sun, because this is the image that she portrays when she stands on the world stage and giggles like a 12-year-old in the middle of a humanitarian crisis. This is what happens. She is uh, I'm sorry, keep going. Oh, she is a representative of our nation. She is supposed to be uh, uh, showing the world how strong we are at this point in history, at this crisis point. And she instead is making us look like the weakest target imaginable. Do you know, Bob, that after she stood there on that stage in Poland, acting like an idiot, three days later, three days later, Russia attacked a um, a foreign uh, post in Yavoriz, which is only 15 miles from the Polish border. This is a, a, a post where foreign volunteers mm-hmm. were helping, and 35 people were killed, 15 miles from the Polish border. So, I mean, what our enemies know is that we are weak. We are being led by, a, by the cackler and the codger. I call them knit and wit. And when you see that this is the kind of leadership we have, when you see this is the kind of leadership we have, our allies are frightened because they know we can't protect them, and our enemies are emboldened because we know, they know we have no leadership. This is a Cheryl, I'm trying to to Cheryl, I'm trying to place your voice. Have you called this show before? Yes, I, I called you okay. um, about it. You need to call more like often. Then you need to you're <laughs> you're spot on with your with your analysis, and I love the humor you bring to it too because you're exactly right. Knit and wit, I, absolutely perfect. Thank you uh, for the call, Cheryl. Great stuff. You need to call back more often. I need uh, I need that kind of uh, I need that kind of contribution all the time. That was phenomenal. Uh, we'll go to Lena in Lyndhurst next. Lena, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Yes, good morning. Congratulations if you have another hour. Would love to listen to you. Thank you. Well, uh, you know, I I think we have to do not underestimate that we have to reach students who are going to be voting in colleges. We have to get some access to them. I have no idea how you can do it. But TV station, any TV station, we have to talk about things. We want to make sure we need more people to listen to us. And by the way, um, as I mentioned before, Valerie Jarrett, who is in charge of the Obama Foundation. She was saying that she was Afro-American. Excuse me. No, she's not. She's 100% Iranian, and she's in charge of Obama Foundation. And if she's Iranian, what do you think? We're going to get our, we're going to get our uh, oil from Iran and Venezuela? Actually, America has a worldwide web of enemies, and they're trying to put America on a knee. 
And they I'm are. Yes. And, 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 they're, and they're very successful at it. I, Lena, thank you for the call. I got to run here, but I, uh, cause I only got time for maybe one more phone call. But, uh, you're exactly right. Uh, they are trying to bring America to, to her knees. And there are, again, people within the country working to, to assist. Uh, it sounds terrible. It's, I mean, it's, it's literally, it's literally treason, right? It's literally treason. You're a traitor to your country if you're trying to harm it in order to, uh, to change it into something else. But they are. They're working in co- collaboration, if not specifically collusion, meaning they're talking to some of America's foreign, foreign enemies. But if they're taking actions that are uh, in support of that, that's collaboration, whether it's spoken or not. Uh, and, that, and that is treasonous, and we're literally watching that happen. Thank you so much. Joanne in Twinsburg next. Joanne, go ahead. Hi, Bob. Hi, Joanne. Trying to get you off speaker here. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, memo to everybody. If you call the radio show, please, please be on the phone, not on a speaker. It's distorted, and it's really hard for me Okay, to gotcha. Go. No, um, we all know how we got here. We're not going to go there. Um, she's, she's a buffoon. She sounded like she was talking to third graders. I mean, they probably figured it out before her. But yeah, yesterday, Fox was reporting that they have intelligence that Russia and China have been trying to influence these liberals and these greenies to take our eye off the ball so they can produce all the energy. I mean, this has been going on for, you know, five, eight years now. I mean, this whole thing, you know, so they can control the energy. And we're a bunch of idiots trying to figure out how we're going to power an electric car. Well, I mean, let's just let's just break that down. And you're right, by the way. And thank you, Joanne, for the phone call. Let's break that down for a moment. The green weenies uh, who are part of this uh, this you know this climate change movement <clears throat> and the the alarmism want us to not drill and not use fossil fuels because it's in the best interest of the planet. Yet they have no problem whatsoever with these foreign countries drilling and doing the same exact thing and us taking it from there as if it's a different planet. They have problem with us mining for coal, but not for cobalt. Mining for for manganese and for nickel, but not for coal. I mean, they, I mean all of the the different things that they do are so hip, hypocritical and so in contradiction with one another, and it's all for the same goal. And that is, they are working with other foreign countries, which are enemies of the United States. Not every foreign country is, but they are working with them to bring us down and bring about fundamental transformation. That is it. We've got to clear the decks. Thank you to everybody. Uh, Bill O'Reilly is coming up here for the next 15. I appreciate you being with us. We'll look forward to it again tomorrow. Everybody remember, let's go, Brandon. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.